Welcome to Uninterrupted. This podcast was merely curated with one goal: to build a community, a familiar thread to connect with like-minded individuals, a community where one can find purpose, one that serves you that feeling of warmth, one where you feel you belong. Our episodes feature unfiltered, free-flowing, and candid conversations with women from different walks of life who've created an impact in their own fields. So gear up to be inspired. I'm your host Samriddhi Tanija and this podcast has been presented by mirarbystyle.me. It is the world's first ever augmented reality technology platform that enables virtual try-ons in real time for brands in the retail industry. If I were to describe our guest on this episode of Uninterrupted, I'd say she's a super talented ray of sunshine on her own journey to conquer whatever she sets her heart on. She's a published author, she's a successful singer-songwriter, has worked in films, and has a knack for anything that gets her creative juices flowing. I'm super geared up for this chat with none other than Anmol Malik. Anmol, welcome to Uninterrupted and thank you for being part of our journey. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm quite excited about this and let's begin. Perfect. I'm actually going to dive right into this supremely interesting Bollywood angle to your life. Tell me about the first ever memory of the Hindi film industry or the music industry. Well, I would like to say the first memory probably, you know, should be in a recording studio. My father, uh, he makes music for movies. There would always be directors who'd come home to the studio. There was a little sitting room that he had made in the house. And I'd always be standing by the door listening to the conversation happening inside. And what it was was this. The director would be describing a scene and he'd probably want, you know, music or it would be a song situation and my father would be playing the harmonium along with the narration because you know it got his creative juices flowing and he wanted to you know see what notes work best for the scene mm. but to be able to witness that to hear it bleed through the door i think that's my first memory because i think that's what married stories and music for me they became one they just melted together and they became inseparable for me and till today stories and music seems to be pretty inseparable to me that's such a beautiful story and you know it's even how you kind of just told us about it i think i got lucky you know honestly <laughs> to be surrounded by so many talented people that even yeah. when i pick up a book and i think i get blown away when i go to a bookstore and i'll pick up a book and i'll read the way people write i'll look at paintings movies there's just so much beauty so much talent out there and there's not enough time in one's life <laughs> to go through it all Yeah I'm actually going to pick up on one of your talents which is storytelling. I feel like it's such a superpower and you're absolutely nailing it. Tell me when did this romance with words begin in the first place? Well before that long answer I have to tell you that is such a cool way of putting it a superpower <laughs> that is beautiful because it's the truth isn't it you could sit in one place open up a book and suddenly you're transported to a different land a different time a different culture there's so much you get to learn um, yeah. so yes it is a superpower <laughs> uh, but in terms of storytelling i'm still learning how to tell a good story and i think i'll always be learning how did i get into it I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just always making up stories in my head. Like if you find me at any point of time, I might be speaking to you, but there's always something running at the back of my head. Um, yeah. There's always a dialogue, there's always a situation, and I think I love observing people. It's weird, but I I'll be observing my friends, I'll be observing situations and they'll just get lodged in my head somewhere. 
and it'll start basically cooking, cooking, cooking in the background mm-hmm. until finally one day it emerges as some scene somewhere. Yeah. What was the first time that you wrote something? I think in in the first grade we had uh, an inter-school competition, and I think this was held by I think it was at the YMCA in Bombay, and okay. we had schools from all over India who were participating. And uh, the competition was they would give you a picture, an image. And yeah. they'd give you around half an hour to create a story under, yeah. I think, one thousand words or something like that. And then you'd have to come in and narrate, you know, the story to the entire audience. Mm. And I didn't know something like that existed. And the image given to all of us was of a, a very handsome prince on a frog, and there was this giant moon behind it. Oh my god! I'm 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 remembering this image after ages. I'm I'm so surprised that you remember this. I'm surprised that I had I had actually forgotten about it. This is the first time I'm thinking about it in years. And it was a really interesting story because I remember I wrote it down, but midway while narrating, I forgot what I had written. And you're not allowed to look at what you had written. And I think I I enjoyed. making up a story on the spot in front of an audience i think i got the second place in that competition and it was the very oh, first wow. competition i'd ever ever participated in so i think it gives you a high it gives you a high to have like a starting point get yeah. get your protagonist into a bit of a muddle and in the end you know there's a lovely happy ending so it's just a bit of a high to be able to complete a story after that one point did you like keep writing through the years yes i did so writing is something i have actively worked toward in terms of so i studied creative writing from the university of warwick and the university itself is 20 minutes away from stratford upon avon which is so great because i think um i i wouldn't have gotten into shakespearean plays as how do you put it it was a very detailed study of shakespearean plays because i would visit the town so often right and from there on every job that i did take after graduation whether it was copywriting or whether it was script editing everything had to do with writing and even in music the thing that i get the most attracted to are the lyrics i'm always fascinated by the lyrics of a song before the melody so writing has been a very integral part of my life and not just that writing has been a sort of coping mechanism for me anytime i want to make mm. sense of something or you know understand a person or just get away from a situation it's always been writing that i've come home to right and did you ever think that you know one day i'm going to become this published author no <laughs> before you complete that question no <laughs> no this is a desire of mine i've wanted this i've worked towards it but i've worked towards it with no intention of it ever coming true i had zero expectations of ever getting published it feels unreal i can't i can't explain to you how grateful i feel that not only did the book get published but that it was picked up by harper collins which in itself yeah feels it just feels completely unreal i wrote the entire first draft of three impossible wishes without ever thinking it would get picked up without ever thinking i'd shop it around and i'd ever hear back from anyone so i think i wrote that book for me but how does it feel when you you know you look at your book at like uh, at like a shop front what does it make you feel like it never gets old every time <laughs> i have a copy of it on my writing desk and every time yeah. i turn to it and it just it doesn't feel like it actually exists i have to i always touch the cover and go like okay i made this this is ridiculous how <laughs> how did it happen but the thing is it's not just me who was behind it it takes a whole 
team of people to get a book together in a lot of ways getting a book together is like making a movie there's this whole plethora of people who worked tirelessly behind the scenes just to make sure that that printed copy exists right i'm actually also very intrigued about why you picked romcom as what you wanted to write about so tell us a little bit about that why did i pick romcoms first i think romcoms um are very because uh, i get asked this question quite a bit and the term that usually joins the description is frivolous and it makes me wonder why do people think romcoms are frivolous when a good romcom is like a slice of life but it's kind of packaged like a gift in lots of happiness and sunshine so when when i think back on good romcoms for me a good romcom is a notting hill you know four weddings and a funeral i love richard yeah. curtis's writing and i think he's very clever he's very not only is he very economical in the way he uses his words but every character kind of you know represents british society at that point of time and a lot of the slang that i picked up along the way a lot of the customs that i learned i've actually learned them by watching romcoms even if it's a k drama i love korean dramas i think they're so they're so cute <laughs> and they're so adorable even with three possible wishes it has quite a lot to do with friendship and growing up and very less to do with love surprisingly because we have our two protagonists a russian boy and an indian girl who are going to fall in love but the reason they fall in love is not because oh i think you're very good looking but because each of them has certain flaws that the other one is going to improve and by the end of the story they both become best versions of each other and i i think that growth that journey is what i see as love So for me romcoms kind of covers the entire gamut of emotions it covers love friendship society you know the way you you're currently living different economic classes different racial backgrounds and you get it like a little christmas gift so i don't know yeah. what is there not to love about romcoms or just dismiss it but romcoms aren't the only things i love so higher up my preferred genre in reading and watching movies is actually sci-fi but there's a very wow. specific kind of sci-fi mm-hmm. that i like which is that whole doctor who and hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy mm. that space which is kind of cheeky but i can't explain what a doctor who is it's dramatic and cheeky and funny and just awe inspiring and i love that kind of sci-fi right but coming back to your book tell me how much of your book is kind of inspired from your own life so okay so again i go back to richard curtis because my favorite writer is not actually an author but is a screenwriter which is largely my background as well and you'll find that the book reads like a movie so he said that he finds it very difficult to write about what he doesn't know any time he tries to do that he ends up sounding fake and i've kind of come to realize that over the years that there is some truth to it so three impossible wishes has a lot of me but it also has a lot of me not just in the protagonist but in every character so even the characters that are slightly negative will probably have my negative shades in them it would be based on a lot of the things that i've seen a lot of the things that i've grown up around and i've always maintained this by the way that you know uh, for an artist it's very difficult to hide the inner workings of their mind when they're creating something who you are will always bleed out onto paper so if anybody ever asks me what i am like as a person i'll just give them this book <laughs> this book is <isn't> it <laughs> perfect it's actually um very interesting how you've kind of you know put the fact that you probably can't write what you don't know but is it the same for the music that you create as well I'm sorry if this is going to sound a little bit weird but um I only end up writing 
music or stories when there's there's a voice in my head that persuades me to so i can actually hear the song and then i just have to play it on a piano and note it down so it's difficult to explain what the process is like but the best way i can describe it is that that there's this feeling in your heart like you can actually hear it 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 sounds like a spoken word it sounds like it sounds like a song that's already playing and you're just kind of singing it out loud now so um i think with music it's a bit difficult to say you know you got to write what you know i don't think i have any control of what comes out in terms of music it's it's just there so i kind of think of creativity like uh it's kind of something that you're knitting in the background so every mm. thread of your daily existence like what you kind of the things that you come in contact with on a daily basis each of it forms a thread which keeps knitting away in the background at the end you might have a scarf you might have a blanket i don't know what but that's <laughs> essentially what's happening Anul, I know for your writing, you've uh, mentioned this before that you have like a very strict schedule, right? You follow your routine. You hardly kind of budge from it. Yes. Um. You know, we've just spoken about how you write music, and it's usually when like you know that inspiration strikes, or when you hear it, and then you know it. What is your like ideal source of inspiration when it comes to your music? What does that ideal scenario look like for you? I can write pretty much anywhere as long as you know creativity strikes. But if I had to. pick a time i think then i would pick the one that i've chosen for my um normal writing schedule which is quite early in the morning and the reason for that is because that's when i'm not completely awake uh hmm. and therefore i'm not constantly judging myself and editing and filtering out my thoughts before they come out on paper i find i can be quite self condescending i can hate everything that i do and that's not the best way to be when you're creating something so first just blurt out whatever you have good bad ugly and then when i'm slightly more conscious through the days when i go back to it and i start editing it out um so yeah <laughs> but tell me how do you deal with this like sense of criticism like i know it's it's there it's everyone has it but do you have like ways you kind of tread around it no no i i haven't <laughs> learned that yet firstly i have so much more to learn in terms of even the craft because i've just started out and it's all very daunting not just the craft but the publishing space itself I know mm. I feel like I know absolutely nothing but self criticism whoops no I haven't learned how to be kind to myself and I have a very bad feeling I don't think I ever will Yeah I think it's always going to be like a work in progress I actually saw this very cool thing on Instagram because I keep scrolling for hours it's such a trap but sometimes you find some good nuggets so um this one was if you ever feel sad or you feel low or you feel like complaining say you'll do it at 5 p.m. So you kind yeah. of give it like a schedule. Apparently what happens is that by the time 5 p.m. comes, you've kind of forgotten about it. I haven't been disciplined hmm. enough to try that yet. <laughs> Actually that's very interesting. I will try doing that. Hey, so I guess we've got something on our to-do list. <laughs> Perfect. Let me know how it works out <laughs> for you. <laughs> Okay but um coming back to this conversation mm-hmm. I actually saw a couple of interviews that you did and these were like dated back to 2015 so sorry for being a creep no. but uh, I was actually having so much fun listening to your conversations around your recordings um I know you were talking about Tanuweds Manu returns and I think welcome back was the other thing that you were talking about yes. tell me what was your favorite like recording that you've ever done through your life I swear I'm not trying to be nice but every recording has been my favorite one and I'll tell you why <laughs> because it's such an honor you know as a singer when you get into the recording booth you are aware that 
you know, the music director has trusted you with his tune. The lyricist has trusted you with, you know, their words. The producer has booked the studio. The director has a vision. The musicians have played their parts. And you, you kind of feel very grateful that you get to stand there and be a part of this team. It, it just feels like a giant honor. So, so for me, I've always loved every song that I've ever sung. I got to do a jazz song in Tanuvet's Manu Returns, yeah. which was incredible I, I thank you know so many people I thank I thank Krishika Lulla because she was the one who kind of figured out that my voice would be perfect for it I thank Rangita Nandi for taking a chance on me when I was just 16 mm-hmm. and giving me uh the song called Tali which became my first big yeah. break there are all these songs that I have done over the years that I'm incredibly grateful for so so yeah I don't think I can choose one Okay, perfect. I know there's a huge chance that you're going to call me up later and kill me for this. Oh, but God. do you think you can like do one or two lines of your favorite song for us? My favorite song? Oh, God. <laughs> there's so many. Just pick any. Do you want to do um, the one that you did in uh, Tanu Vedsman? Yeah, okay. Um, I might be sentimental. But don't get so judgmental. So what if I'm an old school girl? I'm an old school girl. I'm an old school girl. Darling, though we're from different time zones, I still can call you anytime on your telephone. And I can also sing one which I've written myself. Perfect. Oh, I'll sing Into the Night. <laughs> I really <laughs> like this one. I, I, okay, I perfect. Sing Go for it. Okay. I know it's over yet I need you But I don't think I will ever let you know that I'll say it's okay and then I'll walk away Into the night I'll never look back Into the night What's on your mind? Because I know you're awake Oh, into the night Who's by your side And does it feel the same? Hmm. Yep <laughs> Oh wow, that was beautiful And Mul, do not criticize yourself <laughs> That was so good Thank you, I mean you've done this on Uninterrupted I'm very glad that we could get like a first uh it's not really first hand recording but like a first listen to uh this this is this is beautiful thank, thank you. you thanks <laughs> okay perfect so before we hop on to like our next phase of this episode mm-hmm. um what is the one piece of advice that you would like to give to anyone who's starting out as a writer again i'm not in a position to give anyone any advice mm-hmm. But I I could give you like a life lesson, two of them that I've learned on my own. One is writing is a very isolating process because you're kind of, it's just you and what you're writing for hours on end, days, months. The subject that you choose to write about, you should love it immensely because you're going to live with it for a very, very long time. And at no point should you ever suddenly lose the passion for it. Uh, And the second piece of advice would be something I've tried to follow all my life. Uh, And that was by Roald Dahl. And he said, you know, whenever you start writing, complete what you're writing. Because as a writer or as a creator, you get very tempted to suddenly, you know, take up a new subject or a new idea. It's very tempting to kind of leave half-baked projects, but please don't do that. Once you start, Hmm. see it to the end. That's perfect. I think I'm going to remember it for when I actually get to writing. (laughs) I'm definitely going to remember that. 
Okay, so here's um, the last sort of section of um, Uninterrupted. Sure. I'm going to channel my inner Karan Johar and okay. I'm going to do a rapid fire round with you. Cool. So tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, so if a genie could give you three impossible wishes that could come through today, what would you ask? Oh God, I'm not ready. Um, okay, <laughs> so three impossible wishes. Well, my first wish would be I really hope I get to write more and more because it's something I really love from the bottom of my heart. Two, I don't know. I just wish everyone was happy. You know, I find everybody always so stressed and scared and so am I. And I, I wish <laughs> it gets easier. Really, really hope it does. And the third wish is, oh my God, I wish I was as clever as Arya. But <laughs> I don't have a third wish for now. Like these, these, these are my top two wishes and they seem kind of impossible. But I hope they come true. That's really sweet. You actually picked um, the fact that everyone needs to be happier instead of like, I would have expected something like me, coronavirus, go away. <laughs> okay. A hidden talent of yours that the world doesn't know about. I'm going to keep this on very simple. I can make very, very good tea. And you'll be surprised at how difficult it is to make a good cup of tea because I can make so many flavors. Masala chai, adrak wali chai, um, a really mean Earl Grey. And I'm talking about an Earl Grey, which is actually dubbed the London Fog. Uh, there is a very specific way to make an Earl Grey. And of course, a normal English breakfast. And I can identify lots of different teas. So not much of a talent as talent goes, but makes for good conversation. Okay, if you could pick a Bollywood film to give your music to, which one would it be and why? Dude, I don't know. That's, I think I love Bollywood. I, Bollywood is what runs through my veins. <laughs> I'll take like the safe route out and say, I hope it's a film that I've written and therefore I write music in it. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> a book that you keep going back to, it could be for motivation, it could just be for fun or it could like, you know, it could be a book that kind of strikes a different chord with you every time you read it. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams, uh, number one on my list. Uh, and the second one would be Persepolis um, by Marjane Satrapi, because I don't, I, I cannot believe I could learn about the history of a nation in such a in such a light way. It's she's got a very disarming way of narrating her stories, but actually the content is very deep. Okay, if you could either write or sing for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? Oh my God. No, <laughs> this this I cannot choose between because I, I've always maintained there's a certain rhythm to storytelling and there is a certain amount of storytelling to music. So they're together for me. I cannot pick. That, that was a brutal question. I would agree. <laughs> I hope you never have to pick. <laughs> okay, perfect. Anmol, thank you so much for doing this. I've had a blast recording this and I can't wait to read your piece and the next piece that comes through yay okay that is, that is so sweet of you you know what i had a blast on this conversation unfortunately i spoke far too much so sorry about that <laughs> no of course we love it thank you so much for being here thank you samriti for everyone who tuned in today thank you so much for taking the time out and listening to our conversation if this conversation struck a chord with you, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share this with your friends and family. If you have a take on the topic we discussed or if you'd like to share some feedback, please feel free to write to me. I'm going to catch you next week with yet another uninterrupted conversation. Have a great evening ahead.